Come on down and kick off your day with fresh brewed coffee and delicious breakfast items down at Hawk's Coffee Shop. Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider Weekend Podcast. We're here at Hawk's Coffee Shop over in Sergeant Bluff. And again, we want to take time to thank uh, Cindy and Matt Nelson for their support all football season long of Siouxland Sports Insider. Uh, my buddy Mitch McCumber joining me here. And last night uh, we spent some time uh, over in Mobile for the big Woodbury Central Lamar's Galen game. But uh, we'll start uh, the previous night on Thursday where we took in uh, just a dynamite performance from Elk Point Jefferson, uh, who went on to win 42 to nothing over Redfield. And Elk Point now 10-0, and 0, uh, just inching closer uh, to the dome there in Vermillion Mitch. And, you know, I was completely impressed with both sides of the football. Not the best conditions, a little rainy, wet, slippery. Um, but, uh, you know, they adjusted well, and they have, they have quite a few weapons there on that team uh, for the Huskies, Mitch. Yeah, a little. I don't know about a little rainy. Uh, it was very <laughs> rainy. Uh, field conditions, yeah, obviously were not that great. And, uh, but, you know, both teams have to play, and it's not just that, uh, that they uh, held their – or had the Redbirds play in, in the bad weather, and they got to play in, you know, dome weather, but – um, that's, you know, obviously, obviously the goal for them is to win one more game and then make it to the Dome for the championship game. And, mm-hmm. you know, like on the, staring at the other side of them on the brackets, winner, a team that's yep. also undefeated and, you know, very, very poised to, to make a deep playoff run. And Elk Point just got to do their job and, and just play with uh, the, the team in front of them and, and handle business. And we, we thought going to the game, like, hey, this game with, with the weather could, could go either way. And, uh, it was very evident from the start. Uh, yeah, they they drove the ball down. I even went for it on a fourth down, um, but uh, when when the Redbirds weren't able to get anything going through the air, uh, and they kind of, you know, then Elk Point forced them to, to run the ball, and with with the big D tackles uh, that they have in their their uh, defensive line that really established the line of scrimmage. There yeah. wasn't much early much on movement and. You know, with uh, with Swatek and, and the other guys that they have, um, not just on the ground but through the air, um, McDermott was able to find a couple targets. And then uh, they had uh, some, some key plays on defense too as well. Hunter Geary had a pick six. Yep. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of these, these seniors are making plays when they need to, and they do their job. And, you know, it's, we talk to, to a lot of um, high school teams, and that's what they say. They say, Coach tells us to do our job. Yeah. You know, I, I think Elk Point Jefferson is the best of anyone to, to do their job, and they do it extremely well. And they win in all three phases of the game all the time. And you know, it's just it's there's a reason that they're undefeated, and they they plan to stay undefeated. And you know, they have another home game coming up on Friday. Friday, 6 p.m. Going to host uh, Hot Springs. Hot Springs, and hopefully Hot Springs gets off to a cold start, and EPJ is able to pull away with another win, and then they'll be. Uh, Going to the dome, and I think their that championship game's at. Uh, it be, wouldn't be next Friday; it'd be the Friday after, at like two thirty, I believe. Is yes, what correct. Set for. Yep. So uh, you know they're they're planning to play two more <coughs> football games. Is um, you know they're they're the beneficiary of, of winning a game last Thursday or, or winning a game on Thursday. Is um, their their counterparts of uh, Dakota Valley weren't so fortunate. No, Dakota Valley took one on the chin. Uh, Sioux Falls Christian forty one. Dakota Valley 14, uh, end of the road for the pa- for the Panthers. But, uh, you know, credit to the staff and the team for a huge turnaround from uh, last season, which was a struggle um, 
through the regular season. Uh, some great seniors um, for uh, the Panthers played their final football game there. But a uh, lot to be proud of. Great season out of them. And uh, congratulations on their success this season. Um, game last night, obviously we were kind of we were watching this one. Uh, Ankeny, 17, Sioux City East, nothing. And, uh, you know, East, don't hang your head on this deal because Ankeny's a hell of a program. And, you know, I, I had wrote in my preview prediction that I thought if East could get to 21 points, they might win. I mean, that's how much belief I have in that East defense. And uh, they showed up again and showed out. And uh, it, East just kind of moved the ball up and down between the 30-yard the lines and, uh, you know, just couldn't convert anything, Mitch. And, and that's really the huge thing we talked, uh, you know, with uh, the guys before that, too. And we, we said we understand that your guys' defense is good, but Ankeny's <clears> is, is good <throat> in their own right. And, you know, they, uh, they let Richie and, and company move the ball, like you said, between the 30-yard lines. And then some uh, mistakes happened and penalties happened uh, on the offensive side for, for East. But then Ankeny also flexed their muscles, too, and they were able to get uh, – you know the the ball down and be able to to make plays so helps out there and uh you know i think it's just gonna it was just too much to handle for for the the, the guys for east and you know they they scored the late touchdown did ankeny um later in the the game yeah uh but it was i mean it's 10 nothing i think it was seven nothing going into halftime yes it was uh i mean just a really really close-knit game. They had their opportunities. They really did. Absolutely. And so, yeah, like you said, East has nothing to hang their hat on. Um, but I, I think that it just it really came down to that is that they stalled out on offensive possessions where they normally, you know, in the last couple of weeks have been able to score touchdowns and, and just weren't able to do to do so. Yeah. Um, great senior class for Sioux City East. Uh, we want to thank them for, you know, all the interviews and everything that we did with them throughout the season. And uh, we wish them well in their future endeavors there, those seniors. Uh, hell of a good class. Um, and then uh, check in on 4A over there, Lamar's. Congrats to Lamar's. Um, they did drop last night to Lewis Central, who I believe, and I think you will agree, um, could be the eventual 4A champion. Uh, final score of 57-7. to But... Here's a program that's really growing. Um, Coach Vigdal in his second year got his team to the playoffs. Uh, a lot of key seniors on this Lamar's team, so they'll have to reload next year. But, uh, you know, great effort out of Lamar's, and Lewis Central is just a different animal, Mitch. Yeah, I think it's them and Xavier uh, probably playing for a state title coming up in, in Fort A. I think those are the two better teams in, in Fort A football. And, uh, you know, I think Lamar's gets any other draw, they make it a more competitive game, and they were playing some of their more complete and competitive football going towards the the latter part of the season. And you know, we we talked about it after that first game against Sergeant Bluff. We're like, man, this I mean, this team yeah. is, is either you know playing up and playing to their potential against a really good Sergeant Bluff team, and mm -hmm. we kind of figured out how Sergeant Bluff fizzled out. Uh, but, yep. uh, you know, they played really inspired football all year round. And like you said, for a second-year head coach, for them to take them to the, the playoffs, 6-3 and three record going into the playoffs yep. and, and able to to make some noise. You just ran into, honestly, as we said, probably the best team in 4A. And yeah. it just sometimes you the cards don't go in your favor and just is what it is. But all in all, I thought Lamar's had probably one of the more um, 
turnaround, great turnaround seasons in uh, this this region of Iowa. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, taking a peek over at 3A, um, our friends over at Harlem, uh, just putting it on people again, Mitch. And, you know, Aiden Hall, he just does his thing. Casper Bauer at quarterback. Um, this is a heck of a team. And just a culturally, culturally sound program there um, at Harlan. They just continue to win. Yeah, and they, I, we kind of figured uh, the MLC Sioux Center game was kind of leading on, on to both teams. Not that either team didn't deserve a, a playoff spot. It just kind of seemed like that game took a lot out of both of them. And then they both had to go then on the road to uh, to play some some tough opponents. Uh, yeah, I think MLC got the worst draw of the two. Uh, but, uh, you know, just it was just kind of be how, how it was. And, you know, Sioux Center drops a tough game to, to Nevada and loses by three. But, uh, you know, and in, in 3A with that, uh, with the bracket that we had, it was, uh, you know, I, I don't think that in in the MRAC or the, the conference that, that we had for 3A, I don't know if there was a team that had enough in them to make it to the dome yeah. uh, this year. Like, uh, there was, they had a lot of teams had a lot of good pieces, but just weren't enough to get over the hump, especially when, you know, you're going to be staring down Harlan in your first or second matchup in, in the tournament. So... You know, I think Harlan has as good a chance as anyone in 3A to, yeah. to win. Yeah. So, you know, for MOC to – we'll see how everything plays out. But, you know, looking maybe three or four weeks from now, MOC can be like, hey, you know, we, we did lose in, in the, the second round or first round in, in 3A, but we did lose to the eventual yeah. uh, state champion. So right. um, I, I still think that both teams have a great season. You know, that game where they, they fought for – um, the right to win the district was absolutely incredible. MLC went uh, yeah. lost by one point. One point. Just, uh, just an unbelievable game, and you know what? It, uh, it, it sucks to see the season end for for our three A schools, and we don't have anyone to cheer for going into the dome. But like I said again, still just a, a great uh, season overall. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll drop down to two A here. Uh, we get a uh, replay of the Beef Bowl, Mitch. It's uh, Central Line, George Little Rock, a really fun team to watch. Great team, Zach Lummer. Um, Forty-two to sixteen um, winners over Clarinda um, last night, and uh, West Lion, uh, their neighbors, won forty-three to seven over Green County. So. Um, Beef Bowl 2 um, playoff edition will take place next Friday night. A couple of real good teams here, man. Absolutely. And I think it's going to be a lot more competitive than the, the first Beef Bowl game was. Uh, and, you know, any, anytime you can have a rivalry game in the playoffs, is obviously going to be ampu- amplified. And this one definitely will be. Um, you know, just, just looking at the, the game on paper, like previewing it before our preview on, on uh, Wednesday, I just I really really like Central Lion. Um, you know I think they're ranked number two in, in the class two A. Um, to to me I think they have what it takes to, to get all the way to the championship game. Yeah. And obviously to do that you're gonna have to beat a really good West Lion team and mm-hmm. you know they've they've proven to do it once this year and I think they're gonna be able to do it again and it's just gonna be fine tuning the machine um, as you get closer and closer to the dome and you know Central Lion is one of those teams that if I have them on my schedule coming up here. Uh, I have to do a lot more extra work because they can beat you in a multiple way, a multitude of ways, and yeah. uh, they've shown it this way uh, through the year um, with with beating you on the ground and through the air. They're just a, a really hard team to prepare for, just like a couple of these other teams we're going to start talking about. Yeah, good points. Um, again, staying in two A here, we've got uh, OABCIG thirty four, Osage twenty two. Um, Cooper DeGene gets his 
his crew another week of uh, life here in the playoffs, and uh, they'll be taking on uh, an opponent that they're familiar with in Spirit Lake, who was a 43-21 to winner over Clear Lake last night, Mitch. So um, matchup number two, OABCIG um, at Spirit Lake. Uh, should be a heck of a game there, too. Yeah, and uh, Becky and company uh, for OABCIG doing doing everything. I saw some tweets from some, the Osage uh, fans <laughs> yeah. saying that it was DeGene scoring again, and it was, it was DeGene, not OABCIG. But there are a lot more uh, kids on this OABCIG team that will hurt you. And obviously, you know, he can't make every tackle. He can't yeah. make every throw. He can't make every run. Um but it, it's it's very amplified when mm-hmm. you know he's honestly probably one of the best athletes on the field at yeah. any given time. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just the way that it is. I you know you talk even go back to you know a thing back in my day. I'm not trying to date myself, but mm-hmm. uh, when you played uh, against a team like Heelan, it wasn't. I mean Brandon Wagger was excellent, but yeah. it wasn't just Brandon Wagger that yeah. was so good. Yeah. Yeah. The good offensive line, good quarterbacks, good receivers, good guys on the defensive line, good mm-hmm. linebackers. So it's not just Dejean. Yeah. Um, this team. He's got some good in, pieces to go with him. Really and well, and they're going to have to play really well going up against a, a Spirit Lake team that hasn't lost all year. Yeah, and he has a great connection there on the outside with Gabe Winterroad, uh, classmate senior, uh, really solid wide receiver there on the outside. So they've made plays together for years and continue to do so. So I'm excited about that one next Friday in 2A. Um, taking a quick peek here at 1A, we have Western Christian, uh, 49, Athlington, Parkersburg, 27. And Western Christian's had a really solid season, Mitch. Uh, kind of an under-the-radar. Yeah, uh, very team much. team that we haven't really paid a lot of attention to. Uh, I believe only one loss on the season. And, you know, they're sneakily just, just moving an inch in their way closer to – to the playoffs and you know I mean we gave a lot of credit to Wesu and credit needs to be given over there but uh, you know I think Western Christians put together a, a great season and you know hopefully they're able to to get moving on in the playoffs and I think uh, it's going to be uh, you know a, an unfortunate matchup because I do believe they play each other uh, next round Wesu and Western Christian correct um, so obviously we do have to have a loser in that game but mm-hmm. uh, you know I think uh we saw in the beginning of the West Sioux uh, Carroll Kemper game mm-hmm. that the game was was pretty close until yeah, after yeah. halftime to where if Western Christian is able to put it in a little bit more of a fight and keep it into a game until the third, maybe into the fourth quarter, you know, West Sioux's definitely going to have their hands full next week. Yeah, it should be a good one. You know, I could potentially see this being a pretty high-scoring game, um, but uh, the usual suspects got it done last night for West Sioux. Um, Brady Lynott had a great night. Dylan Wiggins played well. And Carter Boltman uh, re- really impacted the game at running back. Yeah, I think over 200 yards rushing yeah. and uh, three touchdowns, I believe. And I think he had uh, 10 or more tackles on the defensive side, too. So, And, you know, it's it's basically a rinse repeat when we talk about West Sioux and just how well that they perform on offense. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a team that you saw in the Dome last year, and they just – did a couple things that, that kind of shot themselves in the foot, and they've, for the most part, it looks like they've cleaned that up. So, you know, it would uh, it would be not right of me to say that I don't expect Wester to be back at the Dome, and I yeah. think that if they're able to clean up those mistakes from, from what they did last year, you know, they can definitely be hosting a trophy after two wins down at the Dome. 
Yeah, I agree. And a uh, quick check here, uh, final one, uh, Class A, uh, Hartley Melvin Sanborn, 46, over Hinton, 27. Um, Hinton, great year, awesome turnaround there for Coach Harderson and uh, Bo DeRocher, Garrett Divis, Glenn Carlson and the gang. They, they really did a good job uh, this fall. And, uh, you know, Hartley Melvin Sanborn, uh, Mitch, what more can you say about uh, Cooper Ibo? And we kind of thought this was going to happen after their first matchup too. You know, it's it's hard to, to have a week of game planning and game plan against a one-man wrecking ball and be able to to beat him again, even though you know what's coming. And he's just he's such a good athlete, um, just running the ball. He's he's physical. He's got good size. He makes um, everybody around him better too. And yeah, yeah. And, and it's not, and again, it's okay. It's kind of like the Dejean that we talk about. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. not just him on the ball either. Obviously, he has to have a good offensive line. Uh, another good running back behind him as well. Uh, they pack mm -hmm. a punch running the ball. And, you know, Hinton, uh, you know, I thought they played more inspired. I think they had the lead 7 nothing going after the end of the first quarter. Mm -hmm. You know, they limited Cooper for the most part in, in that first half. And then the second half, I think longer that you have to go up against them and the longer that they, they keep trying to run the ball down your throat, the harder it is to, to contain yeah. and – you know, we we I saw them play against West Sioux earlier in the year, and they they took a thumping to West Sioux. Mm -hmm. um, but I looked at this team and I was like, this team is it competed, and played pretty tough against a good one A school. Mm -hmm. They're going to do a lot of damage in Class A, and they've done so so far. Um, and now we we set ourselves up with a matchup of the unbeaten yeah. Woodbury Central team that we got to take part in watching Galen against Galen against Cooper Eibel and that, that rushing attack. So we'll see how uh, Woodbury Central's defense, you know, chooses to do it, to attack that. And, you know, they limited everything from Bonderson uh, and then Pearson in the run game. And then, uh, you know, they basically made um, the the Jays zero-dimensional. They, they yeah. couldn't do anything on offense. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about it in the, in the article that you wrote that, Woodbury Central jumps out to early leads really quick. I think they'd outscored their opponents by over 60 points. And Correct. I think yep. it was a 14 nothing, uh, 21 nothing first quarter. First yeah. quarter. And yep. when you dig yourself into that big of a hole, especially on the road against a really, really sound defensive team that Woodbury Central is, it's it's hard to dig out of no matter what team you are. And mm -hmm. it just kind of seemed that once they after their first drive, Galen didn't really have it clicking on offense. They tried to get the ball into Bonderson, but. You know, I think uh, Woodbury Central had a, an answer for it. They kind of shaded a guy over to his side yeah. and kind of tried to make uh, him – someone else beat you. Yep. And uh, the the Jays weren't able to find an answer. But uh, I tell you what, they, they still were able to make some plays and some explosive plays. And mm -hmm. uh, But just credit Woodbury Central for being able to to hold them to, to only one score. And yeah. you know, the final there were 48-7. to seven. So uh, definitely a, a bigger margin of victory than we both thought going into this one. <coughs> Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm I, the more I watch Woodbury Central, the more impressed I am with them. And, I mean, just they they execute very well as a team on both sides of the football. They're well coached. Um, and a kid that, you know, I just have a lot of respect for is Max McGill, their running back. And, you know, we, we watch a lot of games. Um, and this young man, he runs as hard as anybody. And it's very rare that that first hit or first tackle attempt takes him down. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but, uh, you know, he's got a pretty good ticker there. He's got a great, great heart and uh, just great feel for the game. And then, obviously, at quarterback, 
you know, Drew Clunder, he, he can spin the football, and he's got some guys outside that uh, are very talented. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, even Drew was kind of nursing a little bit of a, some sort of leg injury. He's kind of a little wobbly, but even though off of plant foot or, uh, you know, the, the foot he drives with, uh, he still throws that, that spiral, and, and we even saw it in the sideline warming up and throughout the game. It's a, it's a tight, quick spiral, um, and, you know, even, even if he does overthrow his target, he overthrows it enough, and it's hard enough to where it's not going to get intercepted. Not going to get picked, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he they did have one tipped pass that got picked off, but, you know, they played they played extremely good football, and you talked about McGill. Um, he runs just – and he, he's a he's a nasty runner. And, yeah. I, and I mean that in, like, in, yep. in a complimenting way. It's just, yeah. you know, he – He's a guy that he's hard to bring down, man. He, he's a guy that'll find the corner, but he wants to bounce it, uh, or he wants to go right through a hole. And you know, I've seen, I saw him in the game last last night, um, lower his shoulder and run through a couple guys. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's got that. He's a you know, kind of that that farm kid build. Yeah, short, stocky, yeah. Um, good wrestler. Exactly. And, yeah, uh, he understands leverage and everything yeah, about he's just, that. He's just so hard. To, I would not want to be. Especially when he bounces to the outside, I would not want to be a corner trying to take him down, much less even a linebacker when he goes through the right through the holes. Yeah, and the thing that impresses me about the kid is he doesn't look for a 20-yard run every time he gets the football. He sees it's third and two. He knows where the chains are at. To him, the most important thing is get that ball, get that first down, and get a new fresh set of downs. And he, he just, I'm impressed. So you know, great, great job out of Woodbury Central and. That'll be a fantastic game uh, with Hartley Melvin Sanborn next week. So that's a wrap for us uh, for our weekend podcast here at uh, Hawks Coffee Shop. We appreciate the sponsorship here and uh, look forward to talking to you guys midweek.